my, 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 darling of the keyboard. That is so precious to hear those never-to-be-forgotten songs. And when you close your eyes, and I know you're just meditating because you feel the spirit as you're playing some of those songs, and it's just like I can feel halos of the spirit coming out. And I know you're sending those out to all of the world. And I'm getting people calling me and saying what they are feeling when they hear you play the organ. God so bless you, Janet Lee. And hello, everybody out there. This is the time. The time for a teaching that will uh, make you wizards of the Holy Spirit. It's time for number nine, part nine, the astounding Bible revelations of the universe. And today we have so much to cover. So much. God help me. Blessed Lord God, when Janet was playing that song, I need thee. Oh, I need thee. And my heart reached out because that's what I know my whole body, my whole mind, my whole spirit needs is my Lord and my God, my Jesus. I know that's what I need. And I know that is what is the difference in me and the other person that I could be if it were not for that Holy Spirit vamping that God does in me as he plays the melodies of love. I thank God and I need him, yes. So today, we want to make up a little bit for last week when we did not have the time to really unfold some of the Gentile things uh, about Gentile youth revitalization in the human body. Now, I have had an experience uh, with a group of persons in which we worked on this revitalization. And I can tell you there were just absolutely astounding things that happened. I may not get into that today, but maybe next week I will. And, uh, and you will uh, uh, find out why that the human, uh, and I don't think there's hardly another critter or animal or cre creation on earth that has these little muscles that can cause hair to stand up on your head if it's really accentuated or actuated. And uh, you may feel like air standing up on your, your head by the time we get through all these revelations. But that's just because God is moving by his spirit, moving over all the earth. Praise be to God. And so, today we want to talk about this Gentile thing. And um, we, we want to talk about the DNA. We want to talk about its connection. Uh, you know, the, the DNA is said to hold genetic instructions. Well, that it does, but it holds a whole lot more than that. You know, the DNA is a spiral-shaped organ. We'll call it an organ. It's a gland. And, um, well, not exactly a gland, but has glandular uh, aspects. And uh, 
because of its particular spiral shape and the fact that it is a double helix, um, the structure allows it to capture and, and put into suspension uh, the photons that are coming through the body uh, because there's constant photons coming in through the atmosphere of the earth and, and through our bodies. And some bodies do different things with it than other bodies. But the capture uh, and suspension of these um, photons sort of creates almost a phantom uh, effect. And, uh, and what it does is there are messages. And I sort of call these like messages in a bottle, which I'll get into a little later in this teaching. And it, it sends that message from the, the DNA uh, to the penile gland, which has been called the third eye. And uh, the penile gl uh, gland is in the vertebrae brain, and it is an endocrinal gland. And it has a pine cone, cone shape. Uh, it produces several kinds of hormones, including um, uh, melatonin. And melatonin uh, protects the body from cell damage. And so this is a big thing about, you know, relating to restoration and all of that. Um, it also um, uh, is uh, used through its um, various hormones for um, sexual development and sleep. And uh, it's, you know, it, 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 it's neat how then that the, the, the DNA uh, uh, spirals send uh, the message of the photons they receive uh, to uh, the penile gland, the penile gland takes this, takes the heart of this relative part of the message, and sends it to the boutons. The boutons, as you remember in some of my teachings, uh, is this little uh, we call it button uh, at the end of of the synaphases of the brain's network, and uh, so these boutons then have this message stored. So the secret to knowing how to get the message out of the Bhutans actually takes it all the way back uh, through the, uh, the, the penile gland and, and, uh, and well, through the, the, the DNA, through the penile gland, and finally back into your uh, body in the way of knowledge and, and wisdom. Now, there's a whole lot more to the DNA, uh, you know, structure um, of this uh, double helix uh, spiral that we each have. Uh, let, let's first say it is 34 uh, angstroms long by 21 angstroms wide for each cycle of this double helix spiral. Now, I said 34 angstroms long. 21 angstroms wide. That's A-N-G-S-T-R-O-M-S. A-N-G-S-T-R-O-M-S. And when you take those numbers, 34 and 21, that, those are important numbers. Those numbers can be found in the Fibonacci, who was one of the genius mathematicians of the world, 
and I did uh, teachings on the uh, Fibonacci numbers uh, in some of my other blogs. And so those numbers can be found in the Fibonacci series, and it produces a ratio of 1.619476. Now that then is equivalent to what is called the 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 uh, the phi uh, phi uh, 1.618. Now 1.618, and don't don't get all worked up on these numbers, because you need to know this is the golden number. The golden number of divine proportion. And it's, it's, you know, so important to understand that because the golden number, the golden section of divine proportion is in nature. It's everywhere. It's part of the manifoldest revelation of the Holy Manifest teachings. And Animals in their horns, by the way the horns are formed, have in it the golden section, the, the golden, golden ratio, uh, uh, and, uh, uh, ratio. And you can find uh, this same kind of divine proportion in many other kinds of nature, in plants, uh, you know, and in uh, and trees, uh, it's, it's just an awesome thing because God has put an imprint uh, over this uh, whole world, planet Earth, that we live upon. And so when we start understanding, when God makes it so that we have a DNA, which is a, a double helix uh, and it's two spirals, and how that... Uh, these uh, spirals, um, uh, when, when, you know, you look down the cross-section view from the top of the DNA double helix, it reveals trace lines of, of, deca uh, of uh, uh, decagon, uh, which is two pentagons. And, and this is like Star of David, you know, type of thing. And, um, and in essence... Uh, each of these are rotated at 36 degrees from the other. Now, there's a story in there. It's, 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 it's an incredible, incredible, awesome, super story when you begin to really get into this. And the fact that, that there is a connection to hormones that protect the body from cell damage, which is one of the things that happens when you age is cell damage and 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 many of these other aspects that is involved in this are all tied in to the Gentile uh, uh, youth revitalization for bringing you back around and the penal gland has been called the third eye interesting now something even also Additionally interesting, when we start talking about the DNA and we talk about the, its 12 layers, uh, layer 1 through 12, 
Uh, isn't that interesting when you think of the 12 foundations of Jerusalem, the 12 foundations under the walls of Jerusalem, and the measurement of the walls of Jerusalem, you know, uh, and, 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 and we have the number in the Bible of this, of the, of the uh, 12,000 times 12,000, which equals 144,000, which represents the walls, which then we see is, is uh, interpreted as representing the tribes of Israel and representing you know, 12,000 from each tribe, and there's 12 tribes, so 12,000 times 12,000 gives you the 144, which is equal to the measurement of the walls of Jerusalem, so that we see that there is a story, and, and, and this story is, you know, uh, unwrapped when you can get into the 30, 60, 100-fold vision of it. If you just see something from a 30-fold vision or a 60-fold vision, you don't have the whole story. Just a 30-fold vision only has a 30-fold uh, part of the story. You add 60, you've got, you know, two 30s. You've got a 60-fold uh, fold of the story. But when you get into the 100-fold, uh, you've, you've got the whole story at last. So Paul says we look through a glass darkly one day when that darkness has been, has been removed and the children of Darkon uh, have either been converted or eradicated. It's going to be a different time in this world. Blessed be the name of the Heavenly Father. So, so when we look at those 12 layers, um, it has been proposed. Uh, layer one, the tree of life. Layer two, uh, various kind of, uh, of divine uh, uh, blueprints. Um, and, and layer three, a grounding, which is like ascension and activation. Number four, Urim and Thummim, spiritual crystal, uh, crystal lattice alignment spiritual crystal lattice alignment and number five aleph and uh odonai or adonai and uh wow i mean that's of course a, a name of, of of the lord and um then number six another name uh, i am that i that i am uh, or i am and i am the tetragrammaton uh the uh number seven is about the uh elom gods and now where is this coming from well this is coming from from the 12 dna layers but from uh what the hebrew uh, name of each of those layers would uh, it would be, and then the interpretation of that Hebrew name, uh, then giving us these particular description descriptive terms that I am I am giving you, and then number seven the uh, El uh, Elohim gods, number eight riders of the light like the Ziths uh, ministry, and uh, number nine uh, Shekinah glory, the flame of expansion including healing and miracles, and also. Um, uh, many other kinds of the gifts. Uh, number 10, a call to divinity uh, uh, of the uh, invisible things of, of, of God, uh, wisdom, uh, you know. Uh, and then number 11, the, um, the uh, feminine, pure compassion. And number 12, El Shaddai which is a special revelation about God. And we don't have time to get into all the meanings of these, but, I mean, it is just, it is just extremely very interesting. You know, last week I talked about how that, uh, that it is said that only 5% of the universe has been understood and surmised. And, and um, 
and there are, uh, you know, uh, there are it's less deeper stages of reality that have, uh, these are the, the, the less deeper stages of reality that have been read by humankind. They haven't begun to get into the deeper things about the universe. And, uh, and the same thing about the oceans and the seas of the earth. Roughly 5% have been studied for, for, for an understanding. And that's true about archaeological discovery on earth. It's just a very small amount of what has actually been discovered as to what uh, remains to be discovered and should be discovered. So, and then we made the point about, um, last week about, um, you know, that, that must be the case with when Paul said, for now we look through a, a glass darkly, uh, we know in part, uh, you know, and we, we, we see in part, uh, the part that, that uh, is known uh, must be just 5%. Uh, as we start looking at, at the relationships and comparisons uh, to all the other, uh, you know, uh, um, 5% connections. So, all right, um, here we go with some interesting, important things, um, and uh, let's just uh, really, really get connected to this. Okay, hold on just a minute. All right, now, as we... Um, as we start to get into these next, this next part, it is really going to be an opener. It is really going to be some incredible things. Uh, and uh, we start off sort of like at the beginning of the, of the making of the universe and what, what the Holy Manifest teaches. The Holy Manifest teaches that, that the universe is an infinity. That does not mean it always is like the universe, but sometimes it goes into density, and it, and it goes into what the Bible calls it, a scroll. It is scrolled up into, into high density and compression. Um, so then um, uh, the angels have been in the first domain, the heaven of heavens, which is a pure spirit energy heaven, and is not like the heavens of the physical uh, universe uh, where the physical earth abides and the physical, the Father's house abides. Now, when the, the timeless, uh, timelessness of timelessness is past and it is the sanctioned, the sanctioned um, uh, moment if we want to call it that, to, to send the angels out on missions and, and as creators to begin to create, to loosen the uh, universe from its densities, to loosen it and create a new universe. Well, then they go out and what do they find? When I read to you, and I touched on this, uh, I read to you Isaiah 51.1 because this ties into it. The Bible says the beginning for life in this universe was dug out of a black hole pit. That's Isaiah 51.1. But now, I commented on that, but now let me tell you more of the story. I also said that there were, as the universe closes, more and more black holes pop up. And black holes eat, eat black holes. 
And as they keep eating these black holes, they become fewer and fewer. And then there is this father of all the black holes uh, because it, it has become the largest and, and the hugest and has the most power of gravity. And it just continues until all of the black holes, which all of those black holes have gobbled up stars, they've gobbled up, you know, various kinds of asterisms. And, and, uh, but then the, finally the, the father of the black holes uh, ends up gobbling and munching up uh, all of the other black holes. And finally, that father of the black holes goes into uh, heavy density also and as described in the Bible the heavens are rolled together in a scroll and the reason the Bible it says it like that is because it is a mystery and a profound revelation that the information of that universe that has just gone into density is still there and we teach this as being available in available in energy dots so that later when the universe is stretched out again, there are energy dots that, that avail this uh, information to those who are able to, uh, to eye into it. And uh, so now we have this, this, this father of black holes that's in, in, in density. And then we have the angels coming uh, into uh, the, the realms uh, that is where the uh, physical... Uh, uh, black hole that has be, that has gone into density is now they will eventually take on physical bodies but they don't take on physical bodies immediately they come out as spirits and their spirit that has been in the first domain is a pure p-u-r-e pure energy spirit so pure energy spirit is just like antimatter to matter it is absolutely opposite. And one just sort of like explodes the other. Well, as these angels come out with their pure spirit, they, they get a distance from the, the black hole density and, and fr from its uh, being crushed in, in, into this, this uh, total uh, uh, depression and compression. And then they begin to send out energy waves from their pure energy bodies. And they're at enough distance so as to uh, not yet uh, cause, uh, you know, a, a huge explosion or anything. So, so this, this kind of thing that happens, um, the closest thing I think in science that they have come to it is uh, they call it inflation. And, and that's where it, the density begins to expand out. Uh, that is close, but not exactly correct. Uh, but I don't want to get into that teaching here today. <laughs> that's, we would never get to the other points I want to make. But as it begins to uh, be stretched out, which the Bible says in more than, I, th I think it is, uh, more than a half a dozen different scriptural locations that, that, that in the be very beginning, God stretches out. Now remember, the word God is, is, is also Elohim, which, which is also a plural word and, and can mean uh, you know, gods, and gods mean angels. 
uh, messengers. So, so uh, when they begin to give this out, these this message begins to, to with their pure energy begins to touch the outer bounds of, of the high density of the black hole. The 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 black hole begins to be stretched out, and and so first from the high density of this small point. Of 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 compressed uh, you know matter and energy and it's no longer matter it's no longer even called energy uh, it's it's just into a contortion but as it begins to be drawn by the these these antimatter uh, spirits and and, uh, and anti uh, compression spirits of the of the of the angels it begins to stretch out and stretch and stretch. And as it stretches, it begins to returning in stages uh, to certain aspects of, of what it was. And so as it first begins to stretch out, it stretches out into, um, it stretches out into, into this father of the black holes. And that begins to come up, this father of the black holes. The angels continue to stretch it and stretch it. Well, what really became that black hole that became the father of black holes was a great in, uh, star, one of the greatest uh, uh, stars for, for volume and mass uh, and energy uh, uh, of, of, of the, the whole universe uh, that preceded this universe that we are now in. And, and, uh, and that, that um, star was called uh, Asterdon. And that star Asterdon, as it begins to come out and be that, that, uh, that star, uh, which, of course, uh, is um, in, in a supernova stage at first. And this is where, where after the star becomes, you know, uh, at, at a certain uh, condition of, st of state, that it, it just uh, becomes a supernova and eventually explodes and, in, and sometimes in, uh, in, in uplodes and becomes uh, a dark hole. Well, that is actually what happened. So then as they, the angels bring, out, bring that back in time to where it has become uh, a, um, a supernova, then they, they take it back from uh, being a supernova, and then, according to the manifest, they send rays of this, this spirit, pure energy spirit. It's a kind of zone ray, uh, uh, but not exactly zone ray, but a, a affiliated alignment type of thing to zone rays. And it, and it strikes this um, uh, giant, massive star in this revitalized state that it's in. And when it does it, it explodes. It explodes. And this is the radiation microwave uh, rhythmic uh, thing that they pick up, sound and wave that they pick up, still all over the universe from the explosion of Asterdon. And then it is from that Asterdon explosion that eventually uh, the universe is made and also the uh, solar system and the earth is made. And so when the scripture says uh, uh, about the beginning, for, uh, the Bible says the beginning for life in this universe was dug out of a black hole 
Isaiah 51.1, that is explaining this aspect of Doug is actually referring to, to the, the, the anti-matter, anti-energy uh, 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 rays of the pure spirit in, uh, angels and how that, 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 that is the digging that, that is referring to. And, and uh, uh, it was a black hole. It was that whole story of the black hole and of the ultimate density, and, but then of it b being brought back in, in, into uh, this uh, state of what it was in these different instances before it became crushed into the black hole density. So, wow. As the, when the scroll then is being unrolled, it is filled with coded information. And that is such a beautiful thing. Now, uh, I think I mentioned last week that using a technique called gravitational lensing, along with sizing radio uh, wavelengths, um, astronomers discovered an event of water jetting up from a supermassive black hole that dates back when the universe was only 2.5 billion years old. The radiation of that event has taken 11.1 billion years to reach the Earth uh, so that it can be seen from a telescope. Mathem uh, mathematicians calculating universal expansion via inflation Estimate the galaxy in which the water was detected is almost 19.8 billion years away. Wow. Also using the maser over a period of time, the special instrument of lensing, to detect water, the above scenario continues to, sh to, sh to shed the same story. So it's not just a, f a fluke, a freak uh, happening. It has... Uh, been uh, looked at enough times to be understood uh, that it that it uh, is an actual thing. So now that connects to this thing, really about how that when you go back into in to the lensing, so you, that that you begin to see things um, that normally you can't see just with your visible eye with your actual eyes you begin to see that there are things going way, way back in time. You begin to see, you know, these black holes and, 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 and all these kind of things. And so, uh, but what's interesting, though, is this black hole that even light is not supposed to be able to come out of, uh, as scientists have so far claimed, is water shoo shooting up out of it. Now, this is most significant at this time, that of the age that we are living in, when this holy manifest is beginning to come forth and these revelations uh, on the astounding uh, things of the universe are being, being uh, uh, described, that this uh, uh, vision going back these billions of years has found this black hole with water uh, shooting up out of it. Well, we want to talk today about water. We want to talk about the waters of the rivers of time and the waters of the rivers of the mind. We want to talk about um, a bottle, message in a bottle. We, we want to talk about what is the scroll message. Heaven's unrolled as a scroll. When you unroll the scroll, you should be able to read them. But there is 
a message in a bottle that has not been read. And we want to talk about that today. Now someone says, a message in the bottle, oh, that's ridiculous. No, it's not. Psalms 56.8 says that David, I believe it was David, poured his tears into a bottle. And it was like called a, a book of tears. But it was tears into a bottle. And when you think about like a bottle floating out there on the oceans or on the seven seas, you think, you think about something very, very interesting. And the rest of that verse in Psalms 56, 8, tears into a bottle, says, Thou, O Lord, tellest my wanderings. So there is a story. There is a message about the wanderings of so many, many, many things. The wanderings of the universe, the wanderings of stars, the wanderings of, of, of creatures and people. It's in that bottle. And it's out there on the oceans of time. It's out there on the, the seven seas. Now, someone says, yeah, but I don't know why would that be connected to God. Well, you just need to read your Bible. Job 38, 7, 37, Job 38, 37, talks about the bottles of heaven. And it's connected, when you read the con contextuality of it, with the waters of rain and the waters. And, and you can also see in that, in Genesis, the waters that are separated from the waters, uh, so that there are different levels of creation. And, and how that in the, the message in a bottle is about a lot of things going way, way back in time. And, and I'm telling you what, it breaks the barrier of that 5% limit of understanding through, through that dark image, the things that have not been seen, that have not been understood, and that are mostly not revealed to most of the inhabitants of this planet. Thou tellest my wanderings. That's a prophecy, ladies and gentlemen. It's a prophecy that these, this message in a bottle, message in a bottle, a bottle from heaven that has come down and is floating on the, 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 the waters of, of the world. And there's a scripture that says in Job 38, 37, who can number the clouds of wisdom? Or who can stay the bottles of heaven? Who is it? Who is it, even including Satan, uh, Lucifer Satan, and his demons and devils? Who is it that can stay, that can keep this message in the bottle from coming out, from being set free and liber in, into liberty? Let me tell you now that the Bible says not even the gates of hell can prevail against the power and the wisdom and the glory of God. Not even the gates of hell can, can prevail against it. So the answer to that scripture in Job 38, 37, and Job 38 is an incredible chapter, is this. Who can number 
the clouds of wisdom? Or who can stay the bottles of heaven? No one. No one. No one can stay it. No one can keep it back. And, and notice that this scripture says, who can number the clouds of wisdom? And then it makes that statement to be equal to, or who can stay the bottles of heaven? So the number of the, you know, to be able to number the clouds of wisdom is equal to who can stay the bottles of heaven. There is a numbering revelation. And we touched a little bit even on that, you know, that, that divine proportional number. And, and that's, just <laughs> that's just a glinting of it. That doesn't even scratch the surface of all that God wants to reveal. We know the Bible teaches us the stars are numbered, and we know the stars represent angels, and the angels also uh, are represented uh, by the Ophidim, and the Ophidim are represented uh, as the state that we are in right now, fallen, fallen and failed messengers. So there's a number that we are told to find, and there are clouds of wisdom. And they've got that rain in the bottle. They've got that message in the bottle. And there's nothing that can stay it if you will just open your hearts and your minds and your desires to be set free. Now water, wow, what a story. It's a melody of healing. I remember once in one of the teachings I was doing, the Lord moved on me. And I went out and I got seven tall uh, crystal clear glasses. And I put them on uh, this little uh, table next to my, my pulpit. And then I got a clear um, crystal uh, uh, vase that was a pitcher. And I filled it with water and, and so that the people could see as I poured uh, the water into uh, the glasses that there was nothing... Uh, in uh, different looking in that uh, that vase of water, and all it was all the same water that was being poured into these seven glasses. And then I said to the people, "Now the Lord has spoken to me and said, He's going to give you a sign this morning, and there's going to be an energizing take place in one of the glasses of water, and this is a sign to you." Well, in those days, I couldn't really preach the whole message because the people just weren't mentally, spiritually ready. But I remember, and we have pictures, by the way, of that event. We have pictures. I, I might even have put that on the, uh, our website somewhere. I, I don't rem remember for sure, but it's possible we did. And all of a sudden, one of the glasses, number seven, began to fizzing and just almost bubbling, and everyone could see it. And the power of the Holy Spirit came into that class. There was a message in that water. I wasn't ready, because the people were not ready, to preach that message. But every day now I'm getting closer and closer because God is moving by His Spirit in all the land. God is moving by His Spirit across the plains, the valleys, the mountains, the seas of this earth. Now, 
There is a day out of time, a day that isn't captured and unfolded by time. There is a spirit of water ministry. And we know how that Jesus turned water into wine. And that that wine was a, a symbol of the Holy Spirit. So water came to earth, it is said, through space. How did water get to this planet? Well, it is speculated and said that there was a time when comets began to come to this earth. Every minute of the day, 12 comets, some as heavy as 100 tons, would fall to the earth. And these comets, comets are made mostly of ice. And when the ice melts, it passes, uh, as it passes through the, mel the, the, the ice melts as it passes through the, well, uh, the atmosphere, and the message of water begins to flow. The message of, the wa of water of life begins to flow. And the earth became filled with water. Now, water is connected to life because water is mostly what blood is. And the Bible tells us that blood is the life of the human. So we have to understand the power of this thing about water. Water is called H2O, hydrogen from the sun and oxygen. So we've got the sun, S-U-N, in us from this hydrogen connection. And we've got the oxygen in us and the oxygen available around about us. The H2O. Wow. Now, in that sense, through the connection to hydrogen, which comes from stars, which the sun is a star, we have sunlight and the oxygen. We have breathing air. Tears in a Bible, yes. Tears in a bottle. Tears in a book. When the natural cycle of life is broken, when it is broken, ladies and gentlemen, then it stops the event of discovery. It stops the event of revelation. So people have to come back into that spirit of the mind so that the, the creative vibrations begin to link to the things that are sacred. And Jesus described it by saying that out of our innermost being would flow rivers of living waters. So we are wells of, of water, 70%. 70%. The composition of the human body is 70% water, 11% hydrogen by mass, and 67% hydrogen by atomic percent. 99% of the human body, as it's made up of six elements, are hydrogen, uh, pardon me, oxygen, hydrogen, nitrogen, calcium, phosphorus, 
and the remaining elements are trace elements. So there's six, and that comes back to the number of man. The number of man, six, and six, 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 <laughs> which I've explained in the teachings of, of, of how that is an atomic number, and it's the number of man. And, and then as we, we get on with this, this 70%, the, the word 70, it ties into all, all the revelation of the Bible. 70 uh, non-years that, that, that Adam did not live uh, because he was supposed to live 1,000 years, and he lived 930 years, and the 70 unlived years is, is uh, the average, uh, roughly average lifespan for the rest of, of the offspring of Adam who are upon the earth at this, uh, at this very moment uh, to live out that 70 years. That 70 years ties into, Jesus said when Peter asked, uh, how, how, how many times shall I forgive someone? You know, seven times? He said, I say to you 70 times seven. seven. <laughs> and then we begin to get into the other re revelations, you know, in, in, that it's mentioned in Psalms both of the 70 and the 80 years. I think that's uh, Psalms 90. And then in uh, Psalms 105, the, the, the thousand generations, which is a thousand times 70, which is 70,000. Or the Lord says sometimes it can be by strength 80. So it's 70,000. And all these numbers keep coming back because it's all tied in to the very number of the percentage of water which has in it the very message of life that is in your body, of which, which is the composition of your body. Wow! Are you listening? Now, before I get into this other incredible thing, let me just say two things. Let me say thank you for you people who have, have been uh, faithful to, to donate. Believe me, every uh, $20 uh fifty dollar hundred dollar um, um, uh, posting that you put on paypal uh that 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 keeps us surviving and and uh I know the other day I thought, oh Lord, how am i going to how am I going to pay for this part that I was wanting to pay for for some some Printing stuff for the, for for uh, what I'm doing with with uh, you know peace Bible stuff and 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 uh, the uh, the uh, Holy Manifest uh, and uh, uh, praise God we had uh, five hundred dollars come in from a brother and and uh, uh, I just said oh God thank you then then another two hundred came in and I just I just I thank God and I want I want to thank you people that you might think, like, I know there's one brother that gives $10 every week uh, through PayPal. And I just want to thank you people like that. I've, I do have another brother that gives 200 and I, a, a month. And, and, and I've got other, other brothers that give 100 and others that give 50 But it, it, it's, it, it still is not a lot of money. I don't even want to be embarrassed to tell you uh, the amount because it, it's not very much. But I want to thank God for this. And I want to thank you because, uh, you know, when, when you, we, you uh, put some money in like that, we don't get on our email and write you and say, hey, thank you and uh, keep up the good work. We don't do that. And, and we don't push it. We rarely ever mention it. 
But I want to take this time to thank you and God bless you. May his blessings be upon you. And I also want to say uh, I am behind on answering email, emails. I've got people that have asked, asked questions. And I've got people that, you know, uh, are expecting me to answer them. Uh, this is a very difficult time for me. Uh, I'm just almost working day and night with uh, some of the text that I am I am going through and auditing and and you know we're trying to finish some of these things uh so God bless you and and please understand that I will get back to you I will get your emails answered Lord willing okay then just to briefly mention a few things uh that is important uh we talked about Mars uh, M-A-R-S does have a Bible name and it's Nergal and that equals Mars, and that's a Hebrew uh, Chaldean type of, of language background. You can find that in Second Kings 17:30, and we we mentioned that it has a part of the name Gal G A L, which is uh, uh, which is the uh, Gal Gal uh, or Gilgal. G-I-L-G-A-L or G-A-L-G-A-L you can find in Strong's uh, uh, Hebrew uh, uh, Concordance and Dictionary um, 1534 and 1535. And then you can find the use of the, of the uh, uh, Gilgal um, when you uh, go, uh, look up the word wheels. And uh, the, the wheels are either going to be Ophan, which is which is the singular for Ophanims, so it's talking about the Ophanim angels that fell, or our our Galgal or Gelgal, which is physical wheels, which is talking about the uh, Ziths, the, the what people call the flying saucers, uh, and it it is the the reality of the wheel in the wheel. So you have the Gelgal. Which, which is the physical wheel, and you have the Ophan, which is the spirit person wheel, and the spirit person wheel uh, with this body rides inside the physical Gelgal, uh, which is the Zith, or the, the flying saucer, if you want to call it that, wheel. So that's the wheel in the wh- middle of the wheel it speaks about in Ezekiel. Check Ezekiel chapter 1 and Ezekiel chapter 2. And then... Um, uh, we we mentioned uh, you know about Mars how that that uh, uh, going uh, uh, back into the early night, uh, nineteen I think it was nineteen fifty two somewhere in there uh, that they 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 created a um, a name uh, as a code uh, uh, and it's a military affiliate radio system. Well, if you take the first letter of military, that's an M, uh, the letter of affiliate, the first letter A, and radio, R, that's Mars, M-A-R, and then S, so you, you, got, you, got, uh, you got Mars. And, and, uh, and that, that is a code, it's an auxiliary code uh, for uh, emergencies uh, that might happen and uh, in which you cannot communicate through the normal uh, fashions of communication and, and what to do about that. And there's a big, huge manual that is available to read. We also showed, uh, and I may be able to touch on this a little later, that the name Tuesday, T-U-E-S-D-A-Y, one of the days of the week, uh, is named after Mars. And so by connecting 
all of these things together, we were able to show that uh, Mars had been visited by uh, the forces dark and uh, and a whole lot more uh, to that. Um, we um, we uh, uh, showed that uh, Ezekiel chapter eight, um, uh, you know, uh, that uh, there was um, um, some interesting things that that could be found, uh, uh, you know, and and uh, uh, it's worth reading along with chapters one and ten. Um, and we talked about Genesis. And the flaming sword and how that there was the two cherubim angels, but this flaming sword was actually uh, a sword of, uh, of uh, uh, Satan or Lucifer Satan. And, uh, and then um, uh, we showed how that uh, the name that follows uh, along many times and hyphened uh, to Nergal, the name of, uh, of the Chaldean name of Mars, is uh, Sherezi. Our, our, uh, there's different uh, spellings of it, uh, uh, um and how that uh, it being often uh, hyphened with Nergal, uh, and the word Sherezer uh, uh, meaning Prince of Fire, uh, you see that in Strong's uh, um, Concordance uh, Dictionary, uh, uh, Hebrew Dictionary, uh, 8272. So, um, wow, that's just some of the things that we talked about that are uh, so interesting. We mentioned uh, that there's a bunch of other names, uh, you know, the, 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 the Kaima, the Pleiades, the, the Kiesel, the Orion, uh, Ash for uh, Hades, and, uh, and Mazoroth for Venus, uh, on and on and on. Uh, and we mentioned that, you know, God made the heavens and the planets, and uh, that's mentioned in one one because the planets are included under the name the heavens, which is standing for universe, and and, and that Hebrews eleven three, uh, Hebrews eleven three uh, mentions the worlds uh, plural w o r l d s were framed by the word of God. This gets into the Soundtron revelation that we have preached, and and the word faith is all tied into the revelation of this. Soundtron, uh, Hebrews 11.1. 1. Okay, now, uh, that brings us to um, the fish people. Now, don't, uh, don't uh, freak out yet. Uh, give me some time to uh, open this thing up so that you can really, really see some incredible revelation here. Um, there is a water world that is quite different than what people have any idea. There are people um, like Elaine Morgan, E-L-A-I-N-E, Morgan, M-O-R-G-A-N. She uh, is like a biologist, very intelligent person. And she teaches and believes that humans evolved from a watery habitat. And uh, it has also been said and known that some people, even to this day, are born with webbed feet. And in between your fingers, and some people more pronounced than others, is a, is a, is a small web in between each of your fingers. And uh, so there is a, an aspect that is far more um, involved 
in in the the uh, this thing than would would uh, seem to be. Uh, now, now for people that that want to make and quote all these things about that is absolutely not scientific. Well, <laughs> I'm not all wrapped up with all the scientific views. Uh, if you know very much about some of the scientific views. Over the, the years, many, many things uh, have had to be changed because they were found to be incorrect, and that is still happening. And right now, the science world is in one of the most confused, uh, you know, uh, deliriums uh, of, of, uh, of contrast to reality uh, with all this thing about the multiple parallel universe Verses and you can be a good guy here and a devil on another universe and and then uh, uh, some other kind of uh, of infidel or idiot on even another universe and there's just multiple universes and each one you can be different on uh, and basically it's an atheistic uh, concept uh, that that denies the creative power of God um, and and so I'm not uh, hung into there and believe in that but. Um, uh, uh, you know, um, in South Africa, they found these, these proto-human fossils. And uh, that's maybe be something worth you looking up. Uh, and they're getting ready to do an isotopic analyst on them. Uh, I think that's interesting because, uh, you know, the, the, the world is not updated. The world is not updated because the scientists have not been updated. And they have not made it clear that that uh, there is a lot of archaeology out there. Uh, there is a whole book written. I don't necessarily adhere to everything they wrote, but they have a lot of, a lot of interesting things in it called Forbidden, forbidden Archaeology. And, and this is actually true. There's a lot of, lot of relics and, and ancient uh, archaeological digs that have found things that they will not accept as a reality. They will not accept it uh, through the archaeological uh, board of findings because <coughs> it does not go along with the theory of evolution. The timing isn't right. And they have refused to account and believe of some of the ancient advanced life that precedes the theory of evolution. And, and I'm talking about things like uh, the West Garden um, that uh, is revealed in the um, uh, Manifesto blogs that you should take the time to read. You know, the, the, the West Garden is the opposite part of the East Garden. And the East Garden is where Adam was placed. But there was a West Garden. And then that West Garden extended out the Mediterranean all the way out and with, with, and with various conne almost connecting islands uh, to, to uh, being opposite and beyond where, where Greece is. And they went on out until, you know, uh, to the point of where uh, the trough uh, that comes through the, um, um, uh, between these two rocks, the, the rock of Gibraltar, uh, uh, where the, the trough is that comes, uh, uh, that water comes in from the Atlantic Ocean. And, and exchanges as they both are, are moving in, in each direction with the waters of the Mediterranean Sea, which is the sea that is, uh, you know, uh, up against Lebanon where Tyre and Tyrus and these islands and city, land cities are. And um, uh, that uh, the reason that uh, 
the name Atlantis was given is because of the connection of the West Garden uh, to this point uh, between the uh, alignment point between the the uh, incredible trough there uh, where the rock of Gibraltar is and the Atlantic Ocean. So Atlantic and Atlantis uh, was how the connection was made and why that the actual Atlantis was right there. And then, of course, when... Uh, uh, the the fall of 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 Adam, uh, who was named Eve, took place, um, because uh, in the fifth chapter, I think it is of uh, of Genesis, it says that both of their names, that both of their names, male and female, were that they were Adam. That was their, both their names, and uh, when when that fall took place, and then Adam had to take on her sins in order to save her who was to be the mother of all living, uh, that, that pushed back the whole plan of salvation. The, the tree of uh, life had to be removed, and there was this war between the flaming sword of Lucifer, Satan, and the, ar and, and the, the cherubim, and, and then there was this huge destruction that took place of the West Garden, and, and all of those uh, the lands and islands sunk uh, into to the swirl of the sea. And and now there is this thing that is said, and uh, and uh, you you want to be very careful that you you know you don't go out here and start quoting me on things that I am not saying. Um, and and remember, many times when I am talking about these various kinds of um, revelations, that uh, I am uh, doing it over a series, uh, a a series of teachings. And uh, based on the series of teachings, uh, it has to be understood that, that uh, uh, sometimes you don't get a chance to finish what you are saying until uh, that whole series has been said and then uh, a later part explains the first part. But uh, uh, there is, you know, uh, um, I, I call it... Uh, a myth, I call it a, a myth or a mythological uh, story of the um, uh, Lemurians. And uh, the Lemurians were um, those uh, people who lived under a demonic god called Set, uh, uh, who wore the serpent crown. And, uh, and uh, there are these special kind of uh, Lemurian crystals. Uh, they, um, you know go back according to their accounting eight eight thousand years ago but uh <clears throat> that's not uh uh totally correct uh for their uh their understanding but but uh let's if we call something like this uh, say this is a myth well don't get to thinking that myth doesn't have uh you know although it's fiction that it does not also have fact because many many times within myth the, it's like a parable, and there are stories that have truth. And, and so if they want to give this a name and call these Lemurians the people who uh, found it, uh, Atlantis, uh, you know, uh, it, it has its points. It, it has its, its points. And when they, when they talk about, uh, 
you know, uh, mermaids, uh, not in this connection, but later as I get into it, uh, that is a connection to the Leviathan that the Bible talks about being in the sea. And there was a, there was a female Leviathan that was in the sea, and there was a, a, a male Leviathan that was upon the land. And so we have these two different kinds of, of uh, uh, Leviathan creations. And, and we can easily see that uh, if a person looks, uh, for instance, in the 13th chapter of Revelations, because uh, there are some uh, very interesting uh, things that are said, and it connects to the water, too. Uh, chapter 13, Revelations, And I stood upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast rise up out of the sea, and now we have a beast that rises up out of the sea. Now, if you go to the, the 17th chapter of Revelations, and it says, And there came one of the seven angels, which had the seven vials, and talked with me, saying unto me, Come hither, I will show unto thee the judgment of the great whore that sitteth upon many waters. Now we have the, the female aspect represented, uh, the one, and and uh, she sits in verse three upon the scarlet-colored beast, and eventually the scarlet-colored beast, uh, you know, uh, turns to hate her, and uh, and and so it's encapsulated in in uh, verse seven. Uh, I come and I will tell thee the mystery of the woman, and the beast that carrieth her which has the seven heads and ten horns. So that whole revelation is connected to this whole thing of the female Leviathan and the male Leviathan. One is in the oceans and the seas. One is, in, uh, is on land. And we're going to see some very interesting information. And so evolution is not the method, but latolution is, because evolution does not account for the ancient life where they have found advanced civilization with even using machines. <coughs> uh, like they found this part of a machine thing buried in coal that, that they can easily figure the age of how long it takes for coal to become compressed. And this is way, way down in, 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 in a pit that's being dug on and, and being used to take coal out to burn and 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 after years and years of using it and they're way way down in the core and they find uh within this coal this machine-like thing that obviously had to exist way 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 back be before uh even what evolution teaches there being primates so so it's uh, it's uh, uh the, the the message in the bottle is not out and people think they have it but uh, they don't know about Mars Tuesday. They don't know about Latolution. They don't know the real story. And the Holy Manifest is going to tell that real story. Blessed be the name of God. Now, there are things that are coming up all the time. Uh, they're, they're fish people. What does fish people mean? Well, it, c it can mean many things. Uh, fish is the symbol of Christianity. Uh, once Jesus was on the shore and the disciples were in the boat out in the Sea of Galilee and he motioned for them to come. He had prepared fish to eat and he said, come and dine. And, and, and babies, it has been shown that babies can swim in underneath water. 
and and they they just have a natural because of having been born in a water bag they have a natural knowledge of how to to uh breathe a special way uh, holding their breath and so forth so things are 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 not just like what people say um uh there are are about a half a dozen uh, fairly well-known uh, broadcast uh, companies and I say broadcast because they are on the internet all the time with 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 their propositions and with their theories and they have just said some really uh terrible things about the end of America the demise of America the breaking of America and I sent out that prophecy and I sent out those those uh various um statements that I put into the blogs and I said what the what the people are saying is not the way it's going to be it's not going to happen uh, uh, the destruction of America uh, as they are saying the bankruptcy of America as they are saying it's not going to happen how they're saying it at all it's not going to happen it's not going to happen and I challenged it and now interestingly these companies that had said all those things have just discovered what I've already prophesied about a new kind of wealth that is coming to um, America. And this new kind of wealth is so gigantic. Number one, in just a matter of short time, it's going to make the United States the leader in, in, in oil in the world. And, and, and the leader in nano-revolutionary uh, discoveries and concepts. And the leader in aeronautics. And so, ladies and gentlemen, uh, they're, they're beginning to realize this. And, and, and so you can't pay attention. Then you'll have people say, okay, you know, um, uh, w the, w the melting of the ice, you know, and, and, and all the things that's going to happen and how that, uh, you know, eventually we might lose the... Um, uh, the the biomass uh, we might lose the trees and the plants that that convert uh, you know uh, a carbon dioxide uh, in into uh, oxygen and there would be less oxygen on the planet but let me tell you this just recently they discovered in West Africa forest uh, uh, that biomass, instead of being on the decline, in that in despite the huge uh, drought that's been going on there for 40 years, that it's actually on the rise. So this means that its process of photosynthesis, of converting uh, uh, carbon dioxide into oxygen, has actually increased despite there being a 40-year drought. Because these trees have changed over to being a, a, a drought-resistant kind of trees, and, and they're going opposite. Uh, they're actually producing more biomass. So don't get confused. And by the way, Rover, Rover, the one-ton uh, miracle that was landed on Mars, uh, they just recently have unfolded its seven-foot, I like the number seven, seven-foot appendage, uh, which is going to be able to reach out and, and uh, reach over clumps and, and be able to, you know, to, to uh, uh, analyze rocks and so forth. And guess what else? They found on Mars methane. Someone says, oh, methane. Well, I'm not a chemist. I don't know what that is. Well, you really should know because that's a fairly common word. They've even thought about making gasoline out of it. Uh, one of the best-known understandings of methane is that methane is uh, cow gas. 
And uh, so when they gas, it's methane, pure methane. You could light a match to it, and it would flame. And uh, But there's other kinds of methane besides cow methane. But it's found on Mars, and that really holds something beyond a wrinkle, that there is something on Mars making this methane, uh, which could be of cellular creature form that they have not yet discovered. And it is just getting more interesting all the time. So yes, we. what do I believe? Do I believe that he, humans uh, evolved, if you want to call that, or latitude from a water habitat? Yes, I do, because that is the teaching of the Bible, as I will show you. And I believe, like in Psalms 42, 7, where it says, Unto the deep at the noises of thy water spouts. I believe that there is a deep. And I believe those water spouts, uh, that this noise that they're making, the reason it's called noise is because it's, it's uh, unintelligent to the average mind. It's unintelligent to the average scientist. It's unintelligent to the average biologist. It's unintelligent to the masses. But once the noise is, is translated uh, and, and understood, then it's a message. It's a message in a bottle. And God is revealing that message in the bottle. He wants the world to know about it. He wants us to be set free. And he wants us to, 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 to have the glory uh, of, his, of that knowledge. And, and like I read earlier about understanding the number of the clouds of wisdom. And, and, and how that that is the story of, of the wanderings that is told in the, in the, in the lost uh, message of the bottle. Oh, wow. Is that not exciting or not? Of course it is. So there is uh, a holy manifest revelation of aquatic creatures called the Morans, M-E-R-A-N-S, Morans. Sometimes I think I put two R's in there, Morans. But I think most of the time I spell it M-E-R-A-N-S. And this is a holy manifest revelation, and it teaches that these Morans, uh, Moran creatures, it doesn't call them men uh they're aquatic and uh they they lived in in the uh in the uh ocean and uh they they preceded all the types of humankind now i'm going to show you scripture for that not just leave you up in the air but we we, we read to you how about the revelation of the beast coming out of the sea and uh that was all very, very interesting, no, no question, no doubt. Now, water. Let's talk a little bit more about water before we get into the Morans. Uh, water has memory. Uh, Memra, M-E-M-R-A-H. And uh, it, uh, uh, you know, uh, the scripture talks about in Revelations 1.15 and uh, in Ezekiel uh, one uh, twenty-four. Uh, it talks about, you know, the sound of the many living waters, uh, the sound, the sound tron. Uh, wow! In Genesis one two, it says God moved on the face of the waters. This is the first act of creation. This is the first act of creation. It was about water, and God moved upon the face of the of the waters. And, and uh, this, there's there's a message in a bottle here, you know, Genesis. Um, 120. Now, now, now get a hang and hold on to this. Get a hang and hold. 
120, it was commanded for the waters to bring forth life. This is the first mention of life, Genesis 120, the waters bring it forth. This is connected also, though, later on in Genesis 2.10, 2, to, to the waters uh, of, the, of the four rivers of Eden, and that these were genetic rivers, <coughs> which we have done teachings on, and which we have shown people, uh, you know, the, the, the power of the message. <coughs> Excuse me. All right. Let's continue. Now, we've got Genesis 1.20. The waters are to bring forth life. We've got uh, Genesis 2.10. The, 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 the four rivers of Eden that water the garden. These are the, these, you know, water the garden. What did, what did God tell Adam? That he was to, he, he was, he was to service the garden. He was to, he was to hoe it. If that, that's right in, in the Bible there. He was to take care of the garden. <coughs> okay. Now, in um, uh, Mark 14, 13, uh, it's interesting how that when, uh, when Jesus was wanting his disciples to know how to find uh, the place where the Last Supper was to be held, he said, here's how you will know. When you get into the village, into the, 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 the town, the village, this is Mark fourteen thirteen. He says, you'll see a man bearing a pitcher of water. Well, normally, <coughs> men don't bear pitchers of water. Usually it's women. And, um, and these, these women uh, that usually bear it, uh, you know, if, if it had been a woman, and there's so many of them walking around with a, a, a pitcher of water on their head, they'd not found it. But when they saw a man, a man bearing a pitcher of water, Wow, they knew that was the person. Just a second. All right. So, when they saw this man bearing a pitcher of the waters, uh, they knew he was the one. They went to him, and he showed them where the, the meaning place was. Interesting how these things are done in sign language and in code, you know. And we, we know about how that water uh, is, is both mentioned as uh, something to be baptized in, that there's a message in that baptism. We know that the Bible says it's a, a necessity to be born of water. We talked about this as being the physical birth uh, people being born in a bag of water, uh, John 3, uh, 5, Gospel of John 3, 5. And then we remember the words of Jesus, of the importance of water. John seven thirty eight. John seven thirty eight. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living waters. You know, the sound of many living waters. Uh, read that in Revelations one fifteen and Ezekiel one twenty four, uh, worded a little different in one twenty four, but but of Ezekiel, but still you get the point. <clears throat> okay, now let's look at something. This is very very interesting, very interesting. Now, the Bible says in Genesis one twenty one that birds or the fowl were created in the waters. Let me repeat that. The birds came out of the water. The birds came out of the waters. They were created on the waters. You read 
in other places in the Bible where the where a lot of the animals were created out of the dust of the earth. They were created out of the earth. But the fowls were created in the water. But then they were told, also in Genesis one twenty four, or pardon me, one twenty two, so created in the waters, Genesis one twenty one, and told that the fowl, the birds, then were to multiply in the earth, Genesis one twenty two. So now we have the fowl, the birds, coming out of the waters. Now it's interesting, when we go back into the four genetic rivers, that the first and, and ancient, most ancient uh, genetic human, and these aren't really humans, but they're proto-humans, um, is the Python man, which is bird man. So we have the bird man. So it's, it's interesting that there is this critter that, that comes out of the water, and, but is to then complete its multiplication, its, its breeding, uh, its, its uh, multiplying on the earth. So once it was in the waters, but then it was in the earth. And that's just Bible, ladies and gentlemen. That's Bible. You can look at it. You can turn to it. I'm giving you the quotes. I'm reading from King James. Okay. Now, the Moran's creatures were created in the waters and then were to multiply uh, on the earth. And, and this is a kind of a, a part of one of the scriptures in the early part of, of um, Genesis where God divides the waters from the waters because you have, you have the life uh, that is a a higher life, and you have the life that is, a, uh, that is a lower life. So you have the above and the below, the higher and the lower brands. And, and that is all, all part. There's a scripture in Second Samuel 22:17, and David repeats this. Uh, I don't have that handy here, but where it says, God drew me out of many waters. And we see the true epic, the true story of... of, of of, you know, Latolution here, where, where we're drawn out of the waters. That's, that's, that's part of the, the Latolution of creation. That's, that's where the human race came from, was out of the water. So this whole thing about, you know, uh, some of the stories that they've given in Africa, of the Savannah, and, and how bipolar people were created there because of having to stand uh, on, in the plains and look out, and they had to stand as tall as they could in order to see uh, the best view. And all of that uh, has been proven to have fallacy deeply engraved in it. And um, blessed be the name of God, uh, the voice of the Lord is upon the waters. Psalms 29.3, the voice of the Lord, the soundtron, is upon the waters. Um, and, and this isn't just exactly connected, but it was so, it's so neat, I wanted to read it to you. He that watereth shall be watered. Proverbs 11.25. So we're in a watering ministry right now because, you know, uh, you know the, uh, the Bible says that Paul planted, but Apollos watered, but they are one. And so there is a connectedness that goes together from that which is past uh, of, on the one side by the waters and that which is past to the other side on the land. And, 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 uh, and there is a blessing. 
that that as you you water, you will be watered. And 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 there is a watering that is happening right now as we are ministering this word. Ezekiel one, nineteen through twenty four says something quite beautiful. The noise, once again, noise means a message not understood, and so it's called noise because it's just static. It can't be understood, and, and, you know, of their of their wings. And it was talking about these these creatures that were in the the wheel in the middle of the wheel creatures, and uh, it says the noise of their wings uh, were like the noise of great waters, as the voice of the Almighty God. Wow. Wow. Whew. Okay. Now, I'm going to give you some scriptures, and you can look them up. I'm not going to turn to them. I'm not going to have time. But this is about Dagon, and that's D-A-G-O-N. And there's Dagon. There's also Beth-Dagon, B-E-T-H, hyphen Dagon, D-A-G-O-N, and Dagon's shown possession. And here's the scriptures. Judges 16, 23, 1 Samuel 5, 2 through 7, 1 Chronicles 10, 10, 1 Samuel 5, 5, and Beth Dagon, Joshua 15, 41, and Joshua 19, 27. And now you've got some scriptures you can be checking. We'll probably, you know, touch on this again next week, maybe have the time to go through some of those scriptures. But in the meanwhile, i gotta keep, I got to keep moving. Okay, now, uh, let's talk about, about Nimrod. His father was named Cush, but that was only one of his names. Another name was Bel, B-E-L, and another name was Baal. And, uh, and at one time, I mean, there's all kinds of people who believed in the Levitical revelation, but they named their children uh, with the word Baal because it's also spelt, instead of B-A-A-L and pronounced like Baal Hay, it's also uh, spelled B-A-E-L. It's got the word L, which is one of the words for God in it. So, so um, the father of Nimrod was Bel. Keep that in mind. Now, uh, Nimrod. Nimrod, uh, Nimrod has the name Rod in it. And that's very interesting because I've done a lot of teachings about the rod. And there's both the good rod and the bad rods. And, um, you know, the Bible says, um, the Lord is my shepherd, you know. And, and it tells about how that his rod and staff will comfort us. So the rod is a major ministry. We know the ministry of Moses and the rods that, that the rod that he had, his rod and, and, um, Aaron's rod that, uh, Aaron's rod that budded, that turned into a serpent and then, uh, was matched, uh, for a while by Pharaoh's, uh, magicians, uh, who turned their rods into serpents. And, um, but there's many, many things, and I've done a lot of teachings on, on rods, and, and the human anatomy uh, contains in the eye, the retina of the eye, photoreceptor cells. These photoreceptor cells convert uh, visible electromagnetic photons of light into signals that can stimulate biological processes like into membrane potential. So 
membrane potential that can be a, a picture of a human being. You see human being, or you see you see um, membranes of soil or plants. Uh, it, it it takes a signal that is actually electromagnetic photon light, and it transforms it into the process of this membrane potential. Now, these photoreceptor cells are rods. And there are rods and there are cones. And, uh, and the ro the, these rods use uh, a chemistry to help do this translation uh, from, from a signal to, uh, to a membrane potential. Um, uh, now, the human retina contains, the human retina is in the eye, that contains 120 million rod cells. A hundred, each eye, 120 million rod cells. And, uh, and these um, uh, rod cells and cones uh, have also recently been found to have uh, 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 an, uh, an alignment, uh, a, an association to a photoreceptor or photosensitive um, ganglia of cells that are involved in rhythms and reflex. And, uh, of course, in the Holy Manifest, uh, uh, teaching of uh, Gentile with um, some of the things we have done, we have uh, done different connection to some of the ganglia cells in different parts of the body uh, for some absolutely maximum incredible ef uh, effects. And um, uh, these uh, photon receptors, of course, are also able to absorb different wavelengths. So... That is awesome, awesome stuff when we think about Nimrod because um, he had, you know, this incredible visionary ability and, and, and um, it was on the dark side, sorry to say. Uh, so we call it a dark dawn and, um, and uh, uh, the major revelation about, about this that cannot, must not be missed, is, uh, is that uh, Baal, uh, who, who, was, who was the father of, of, of Baal? Well, um, at least symbolically, uh, it is written that, that uh, Dagon, Dagon, uh, who was considered second in power and authority only to El, uh, which was Basically, the god, uh, the, this, the god of darkness, and uh, and the uh, Beelzebub, lord of the flyers, not flies. We call it flyers, the the zams that they flew, and um, so so then we begin to see that we've got Dagon, this this Dagon. Now, what about this Dagon? Well, the thing about this Dagon, if you read those scriptures I gave you you will discover that this Dagon is, is, has part the body of a man and part the body of a fish. And so there's a story there in the water because we've told you about the Leviathan female. We've told you about these things. And we know that, that, that there is underground type of things, which in a sense underground sort of represents underseas. And, and um, we know that uh, that um, that. Uh, when Lucifer, Satan, 
brought back some of the Neft Neftalin, uh, uh, which had been supposedly destroyed by the flood, but were left brought alive. Uh, first, they were taken to Mars. They were chased off of Mars. Uh, he left his rod there of of called the way and and uh, it's in one of the big deep uh, channeled uh, underground uh, tunnel tunnels uh, there on mars and he fled they fled uh, from the um the cherubim seraphim uh, who pushed them off the planet and they went to them uh, to a moon of of saturn and then from saturn he brought uh, most of them back and uh, put them over in the land uh, on the other side of jordan and up uh, up close toward uh, uh, Bashan, which was which was sort of on the uh, not the summit uh, of um, you know, uh, uh, but but close to these mountains uh, where uh, the Bible says that, uh, and I'll, this is going to be a later story I get into, but that actually there's a story how that that when the the demons came down, uh, they came down on on this particular mountain. And uh, we, we, that's that's not for today, though. We we gotta we gotta keep going here because I won't get done. I gotta hustle. So so here we have this story. We have we have Nimrod, who Rod, who is the grandson of Ham, who was a son of Noah, and his his uh, father was Baal, and Baal's father was Dagon, and then. Uh, Nimrod was involved in the building of the Tower of Babel. Check it out in Genesis 11.1. 1. And the whole earth was of one language, but then later the angels come down and with a very high frequency kind of sound, uh, they um, perturbed the language so that people could not even understand one another. But then God wanted to restore that so in Acts 2, 1 through 13, the Holy Ghost and tongues were provided so that this Beelzebub, Lord of the Flyers, sons, son of a aliens, could not overpower the people of God. Now, Nimrod lived after the flood of Noah and was aware of much of the oral information and uh, and uh, he was He felt that God was responsible for the flood and the people it killed, and and he got that connection with, of course, Satan's prompting, and uh, and it turned him against God, and his father then, you know, uh, Baal, uh, you know, was involved in in worship of, of being a sun god, and that was all connected to to the highest Lord El, and. Um, you know, interestingly, Nimrod married uh, Ishtar, uh, which name is uh, Astarte, uh, A-S-T-A-R-T-E, and Ishtar, I-S-H-T-A-R, it's the same as Astarte. It's all put together in one word, but if you break it apart, you get A-Star-T, and T-E is abbreviation for Tuesday. This all shows that the knowledge here was totally aware of Mars and, and totally aware of the of the naming of Mars uh because because um uh the um whole connection of these names has a message in them, a message in a bottle. 
And so we're reading these messages in a bottle to make you understand and to know these things in this most fantastic, incredible way. So, as we begin to open this message in a bottle, and we know that, Am, Am, you know, that Nimrod was also called Amraphel. He was a king. He's had different names. But, but there's, there's different things. There's different scriptures. I think I may or may not have told you last week in uh, Strong's Concordance, Hebrew Dictionary 8545, as a revelation of Akavel or Akava. It reports this thing of proportional. So we now hear, hear not the divine proportion, but the anti-divine proportion of a phantom embodiment, a likeness, a similitude. So that we have in creation the anti to God. So like Tammuz, the sun god. Ezekiel 8, 14. We begin to see with these revelations that there is an incredible story. Tammuz was the son of Nimrod. And they brought into the world this message. This message that remained in a bottle. Dagon, the father of Baal, second in command to El, the Shaddai of the dark world. Wow. Well, it looks like I've run out of time, ladies and gentlemen. And again, I did not get to finish the message. But what we must do is continue next week because there's so much to be said, so much to be ministered, so much to bring people into that God spot in their brain. To understand this connection through the penal gland from the DNA and this message that goes to the Bhutans that's right there ready to be loosened to do all kinds of miraculous incredible things we're working on a building ladies and gentlemen there's a ship and we wonder how could this ship have possibly gotten into this bottle well there's a message there and that message has got to be told Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Send forth now thy power of healing upon these listeners today. Oh God, reach out right now. Let the power, the energy, and the healing, and the love, and the mercy, and the grace touch their bodies. Heal them, oh God. Let this power of Gentile flow through the Bhutans of their Synaphysis, through the networks of their brains, through all the hemispheres connected to the corpus callosum, all the way back to the rear of their brain, to the ganglia of the brain, 
close to the pyramidal cells. In Jesus' name, and begin to loosen that power and heal them. Amen and amen. God bless you. Till next week. Goodbye.